This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 335. Going to remind you guys there's a sale going on at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Uh, purchase our t-shirts. Use the code AMERICA. Get 20% off. Of course, it applies to Stone Cold Steve Austin's t-shirts as well. Uh, so pick up his shirts, pick up our shirts. We have multiple colors, multiple designs. Uh, yes, for us. I'm also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, I forgot to put myself over, BTTG161 on Twitter. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, having a great day. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Nice, nice. Baby? <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> so, any uh, anything great happened to you this past week? Anything great happened to me this past week? <laughs> or did you do anything? Um, let's see. Uh, it was the 4th of July. That was fun. Went to the rooftop and watched some fireworks. Got a little 360 action for uh, from the fireworks show. I did not see. I heard fireworks, but I did not see any fireworks. Oh, that's that's upsetting. I Why mean, is that? Like, I don't know. It's not not really upsetting. Well, first of all, the Fourth of July fell on Tuesday, so I was inside watching SmackDown. Yeah. But like normally, I would still hear them. Wait, I guess maybe because. Now that SmackDown is live and they have 205 live and then talking smack afterwards, mm-hmm. it, it, it runs you to almost, I guess, basically almost, I mean, 1130 by the time it's over almost, maybe even mm-hmm. after that. So it's like by the time like 4th of July like really kicks off at night, I guess people are done by then. Uh, so I don't like see fireworks or hear them that late, but yeah, normally I, I do, but I don't know, but it's weird. Like in my town, you just, you, they, I mean, people were shooting off fireworks, uh, in June, mm-hmm. they were shooting Why? off fire. I don't, I have no idea. They just do. They just, I mean, it, Hey, it's 4th of July is like next month. Let's just, it's. It's definitely weird up here because up here they sell like the fireworks in the grocery store. How's it's which legal? is like how's that? Is that I thought <laughs> I thought it was yeah, all no, New York State. It's it's illegal. I guess it's like on a federal level, it's illegal. But maybe in are the, they are they fireworks or are they like sparklers? I mean, yeah, they're the they're the rinky dinks little things. Do they go I mean, pop or do they go? Sh- Oh, I don't know. I didn't light any off. Are they... I mean, sparklers are not illegal. I don't believe... Well, I mean, they had sparklers in there, but I'm not too sure what the other ones were. They look like they had larger ones in there. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it's kind of weird walking around, doing your grocery shop, and then seeing 
a firework display just right out there for sale. I saw Jerry Lawler has a firework uh, place. Interesting. Unless unless he was unless it was just called Lawler's or whatever, and he was just like retweeting it for the heck of it. Oh, maybe. I didn't know he had his own restaurant. Yeah. Slash bar in Memphis, I believe. I I would think so. I think that's the only place that it sounds fitting, you know. Well, I mean, like anywhere in Tennessee could fit. Uh, I mean, yes, he's the king of Memphis, Tennessee, yeah. but still, I mean. Or the the real king? I don't know. The current king? The current king? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do? Uh, well, this past Saturday, I went to see Nickelback. And how was that concert? It was really good. It was. It opened up with, uh, I, I don't know how you pronounce it, I'm going to say Shaman's Harvest. Shaman's uh-huh. Harvest, I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure it's Shaman's, who... They, in WWE terms, they did the core slash Wade Barrett's theme song, and they did Drew McIntyre's theme song. I barely remember the core's theme song. Yeah, it's like, because they had like 70 different versions of it. Uh-huh. Um, and then they also did the promo, the song for the promo video for Undertaker vs. Bray Wyatt. But uh, they didn't play any of those songs. That's so disappointing. And you tweeted them, and they favored yeah, and they it. favored like why? Like why would you favor both times? I tweeted it. They favorited that about them playing. Like at least play Drew McIntyre's theme song. Give me that at least. Talking about false hope. Yeah, that like is... really setting you up. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't make a difference for them to play an extra song. I mean, they um, they know the lyrics. They know, uh, dude. And the concerts were run. The concert ran early too. Like, they finished, and Daughtry went on. Daughtry was done at, like, 8, maybe 8.20. I wasn't too impressed with him. Daughtry was good. He was was good. Yeah? You've seen him live? Yeah. In what? City Field. No, that's not, no. That's not the same thing. That is. It was a concert. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not... A post-game concert is not the same thing as a a regular concert. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. How many songs did he do? Five, three, two? I left during it. It's not the same because it's not the same kind of like... The sound system's not the same. Are you you sure you're talking about the same thing? Yeah, you went to see a baseball game and Daughtry happened to play a concert afterwards. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to City Field to see the Grateful Dead or the Dead and Company or whatever they're called. That's not the same well, thing at all. Kind of. I mean, some people were like, you know, I'm going to City Field to see Daughtry. It just yeah. so happens that they're playing after the Mets. Yeah, but like it's still, that's not like, I wouldn't consider that the same as seeing him at like Jones Beach. It's not because it's it's completely the sound is set up differently. Yeah, I could barely like hear them. Yeah, they. I don't. I wouldn't even be surprised if they played it over the PA system. Uh, it's very possible, actually. But yeah, they were good. Daughtry was good, and then uh, Nickelback came on. Instead of like coming on at like eight thirty, they waited until nine o'clock to come on. Or nine. That's weird. Was it nine or nine thirty or something? I think it might have been like nine thirty. Uh-huh. They waited a ridiculous amount of time to come out, but um, it's funny, during Daughtry's set, it started to pour. 
Uh-huh. So what happened? Uh, I mean, I was underneath the mezzanine, so I was, like, at least covered from most of the rain, but it was still blowing. Oh, good. But, like, I, I literally, I was I was in a section sitting all by myself. Nobody was by me. Nobody. So that's nice. Nobody was by me. As soon as the, the rain, like, literally pouring, pouring rain, as soon as that started happening, people ran up. I felt like Mufasa getting trampled at the... In the in the Lion King. Oh wow, that's the reference you <laughs> go with. Yeah, like that. It looked like a stampede. A stampede of people came towards me, and then all of a sudden, I had people on both sides of me sitting. That's weird. Yeah, but at least you had fun, right? Yeah, Nickelback was. I thought Nickelback was really good. They do put on a good cost for money here. People were rocking out. There were there were some. Uh, They're not that bad. They're really not. They really uh, aren't. And it's funny because when you go. Back when they were the theme song from Monday Night Raw, and you would go to a, a a Monday Night Raw, and the theme song would play, everyone's sitting there singing that song. Whether or not they realize it's Nickelback, they're singing along to it. Yeah. And after the concert, I was talking to people that worked there, and they were like, "Oh, that was like that was like an awful concert. It sucked." I was like, "Dude, no, no." I was like, "No, no, no." I was like, "They were talking." I was like, "I was like, they were good." Who are you talking to at a concert? What do you mean? Like, who were you talking to? Well, my friend works there, so one of oh. his friends that also works there, like that dude. That so it wasn't just a random. Through. No, I, I didn't. I mean, to me, he was random, but I don't know. He wasn't. I don't random. know. It sounds like sounds like a lot of people just hate to to hate. You know, then, just like, jump I, on I kept, board. I kept like like getting it down to like no 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 like they weren't like that was not a bad concert. They weren't bad. He goes. All right, like they weren't bad, but it's not like that was not nowhere near a great concert. And he, like, I guess because he's a roadie or whatever, he sees thousands of concerts. So it's like, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Uh huh. So, but I thought Nickelback was good, I I enjoyed it. All right. So then they played uh, Edge's theme song? That's. That's Alter Bridge. I was going to say, it's just too raw, right? And, yeah. And and they also had Tribute to the Troops, the We Stand Together, I think. Uh-huh. Which they played. But, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say even. But, yeah, so I thought Nickelback was good. I thought Daughtry was good. I think Daughtry's, they, I think they had a Tribute to the Troops song also that they performed. They did have a, a Major Brothers theme song. Um, Major Brothers were they called that then? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. They, I they, think so. I don't. I don't think they performed that theme song. No, it's the song that they do with uh, what's his face, uh, Slash, from Guns N' Roses, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Was that I? I did in the past hear Edge's theme song live though. From mm-hmm. Walter Bridge, Metal right. Yeah, and then so, and then uh, and then that was that. Yeah. All right. And then anything Ju- else you do? July Fourth, sat outside by myself listening to some Beach Boys. Can't Listen, go wrong with that, listening. unless you're listening to it on the TV. Because right. their performance on the TV was just bleh. Yeah, I, I really I don't think that was sung live. I don't. I so. and auto tune. Yeah, 
But like, I really, I feel like that's been never something... never have to use auto-tune. I think that's been something that's been... For, like, their... For material that they're going to release live like that, I think Mike Love just always had it. I don't know why, but... I don't know. But I sat, and I was listening to music, and then uh, my friend hit me up. He goes, hey, you want to go to Sagamore Hill? What's that? You ask this every single time. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt's birthplace. Teddy Roosevelt's birthplace. Okay. Or birthplace? Not birthplace. Where he where he died. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go because they were gonna have like I guess like speeches and stuff like reenactments. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it could be cool to check out. It's Fourth of July. It's patriotic. I'll check it out. Uh huh. And uh, they picked me up. And we're driving, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to go to Sagamore Hill. They're like, let's find somewhere to eat. And I was like, oh, if we're going to find somewhere to like, if we're going to do something also as well as eating, let's just go do that thing first and then eat. So mm-hmm. his girlfriend wanted to go to Adventureland, so we, we went to Adventureland. Yeah, I saw that you went there. I was just like, that's random. Yeah, it was super random. But it's like I didn't, I didn't ride the rides or anything. I don't I'm like I don't I'm good on that. I don't need to. Was there a lot of people there? Um, there wasn't a lot of people, but like it was still packed enough. That stinks. Uh, but I mean, like, you, what it stinks about what? Like, I didn't I wasn't going on rides. The lines weren't like outrageous. They weren't like hour long waits. Oh, it was, like, all right. You waited like five minutes to get on a ride. All right, so that's not too bad. No, not at all. But, uh, I yeah, so we would still be waiting online. Yeah, no, it wasn't All right. like that. But, uh, and it's funny when we, when we got there, there was like one spot in the, on the whole parking lot mm-hmm. and the dude was over the line. So my friend, my friend like used to drive for a living. So uh-huh. he was able to wiggle his way into the spot so he he was he was blocking that person's way of getting into their car, and then the person next to them because the other person also parked close. Why but did he park there? It was the only spot in the lot. Oh, so he he parked there and uh, went got out through his trunk. He wasn't scared of someone like keying his car or no his car his, his car? car's already beat up and he does body work anyway so he could probably just fix it anyway so I don't know that seems like a I I, I don't condone that move maneuver why if, like if you park if there's nowhere else to park I don't condone that what are you gonna maneuver do? well I like I mean realistically what's somebody gonna do. You wait in the car for someone to get out. No, that's just like, then you're, it's already like, you gotta wait hours, could be. Uh, I don't condone. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, it's not bad. And if somebody keyed his car or something, he, he does body work. Yeah. He could just do it's it just himself. causing stress that's unnecessary. It's not causing stress. That other person who was way over the line shouldn't have parked like that. Yeah. All right, so what else, how, what else What else? you got for me? That's basically it. That's all I, I really did. All right. Um, I did not try watching Glow again. I think I'm officially uh, giving up on it for a little bit. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Everyone, like non-wrestling fans, are even like, oh, my God. 
this was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, they may just not realize that they're marks. No, no, it doesn't I work. just, I, I don't think it's, I, it wasn't like anything spectacular. It wasn't anything that spectacular. It was definitely not on Stranger Things level, or anywhere close to that. But, um, yeah. So we have some outside the ring news to uh, to touch on. Um, Smith Hart of the Hart family, he passed away following his battle with prostate cancer at the age of 68 on the July 2nd. Our thoughts and condolences go out to him and his family. Uh, very upsetting. He's been fighting this battle for a long time uh, and very unfortunate. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty weird to, like, pass away on your brother's birthday, too. Yeah. It, yeah. Definitely weird. It was Bret Hart's birthday, right, Bret? Yeah. Yeah. Bret Hart um, turned 60 years old. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Um, on other news, uh, Okada, he was seen leaving the scene of WWE Monday Night Raw. So this is after the New Japan Pro Wrestling event that took place this weekend. And now he's being seen at Monday Night Raw. So let the talk begin. Finn uh, Balor posted a picture posing with Okada. And Nakamura posted a picture with him. Well, no, no, no. So, Dude, I mean, even, Nakamura even was somewhere else, but... Nakamura was at Impact Wrestling. Nakamura was went... With, yeah. With, not with Okada. No, Nakamura was with Marufuji, Ishimori, and uh, Scott Moore. Yeah, but Nakamura, Nakamura, Nakamura also has a picture with Okada, oh. but I'm not too sure where that is. Um, yeah, so who knows? Maybe he's... Going to come to WWE at some point. I mean, I guess time's going to tell. Yeah, I I'm, all, I'm all for it. it. Yeah. Um, Impact Wrestling. We spoke about it last week about them being re them uh, being purchased or taken over by Global Force Wrestling. Now it's official that Globe that that Impact Wrestling is going to be rebranded as Global Force Wrestling. So this is going to be just totally encompassing the global force wrestling which uh, like last week i was super confused about which i i mean i guess yeah. at this point i still am super confused about but impact wrestling will still be the title of the tv show yeah I'm the company the company just won't be impact wrestling it'll be global force wrestling now it could be due to financial struggles the legal drama just to separate their corporate name from that um but yeah, so that's a little bit more news on the entire Global Force Wrestling aspect of it. So no more TNA, no more Impact Wrestling. Which it's funny because like, like, it's kind of hard to, to not say TNA still. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, they even have a logo, a logo and everything. So no like, more Owl. But like hardly. No, the Owl's still there. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not within... Like, they have... I think they have, like, a bunch of different kind of logos. Oh, I only saw one. I believe they're... The, the owl is probably still there. So. Oh, I didn't see it. But, uh... Some big news that hit the... The, the sheets. The Twitter. The news sites. The real news sites. The fake news sites. 
uh, Donald Trump tweeted out a video, a GIF or whatever you want to say, of or he retweeted a, a video of it. No, of, no, he posted it. Did he? Yeah, he posted it. It wasn't a retweet. He, or I mean, obviously, someone he works with made this video and. He put it out. No, no, I don't think somebody he works with made it. I just think somebody like randomly made it. Oh, maybe, but it wasn't a retweet. It was an actual thing that he tweeted. So it was a video of him clotheslining Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's got CNN on over his face. Um, but like, what really pissed me off about this is that all the news <laughs> sites, all the news sites are saying. Talking about this video of Donald Trump body slamming CNN, uh, and it's body like, slam. like I like, like just Google, Google, use Google. Yeah, use Google. It's a it clothesline. It's a really bad clothesline from hell. It's a lariat, whatever you want to call it. It's not a but body. It's slam. not a body slam. A body slam. You scoop up somebody and you you put them down on their back. It wasn't a choke slam. It wasn't a body slam. It was it. It was a clothesline. And it's like, it's like they keep reporting on it. And like it's still to this day. I still today saw new reports about Donald Trump body slamming CNN. Really? Still? Yeah. I don't know. I I, found I tweeted to I tweeted to one of them and- yesterday. I tweeted to them saying, for the love of God, or for the love of all things yeah. holy, this is a body slam. Please report. If you're going to report on any of the news, report it correctly. Yeah. And call call a body slam a body slam if it's a body slam. This was a clothesline. Yeah. It's like such a, I mean, it's such a minor thing to like harp on, but like it, it's annoying when you when they just like call wrestling moves wrong. Yeah, and I, I mean, I saw the humor in the video. I know you did. It, it got some people like thought, found it funny. Some people went up in arms about it. Um, overall, it was exposure to pro wrestling, and I think every everybody in the pro wrestling world spoke about this. And I mean, I think that it's always a nice pop when you get to see the crossover of pro wrestling making it mainstream. And Even then, if it's the president of the United States, it's mainstream. <laughs> and then somebody from CNN posted, isn't wrestling fake? Oh, yeah. Like, what? Come on. Like, well, like what's wrong with you? Like, stop doing that. I, I, I can't stand when someone says, isn't that Frank? Yeah, like, what's his face? The guy from uh, that band. No, that- he, I, just, I think he just said, don't watch wrestling. The guy from Kings of Leon. I thought he said that it was fake. No, I believe he said adults shouldn't was, be watching wrestling. No. Oh. I think, if I remember correctly. All right. But yeah, pro wrestling, come on. It's predetermined, not fake. No. It's as real as you and I. You and me. It's that me. it is. That it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take it away. Um... Some other Twitter things that happened this week. Rebby Sky, I guess, uh, insulted Lita because a fan posted pictures of Lita and Matt in the same collage as Rebby, Matt, and then their kids. So Yeah, which is very 
I don't know. I, I guess I understand where she's coming from. I mean, it's like if someone put a video collage together of you and they included your ex-girlfriend in there or ex-fiance, you know? And, it's and, definitely and the ex, the ex cheated on him. Yeah, definitely awkward. I could understand that. I just, I don't think it, it was necessary for like, like she didn't have to respond. Uh-oh. And like news sites didn't have to pick no. it up. It wasn't necessary. And I'm but sure like, that the fan didn't even think twice of yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah, probably not. But. I enjoy Rebby Sky, Rebby Hardy, very much so, so on, yeah. on Twitter. I think she's a, I think that she seems like a down-to-earth person, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, she stands up for what she believes in, and... She's a fighter. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, this week, we got news that Maria Menounos of E! News, she announced that she's going to be leaving as an anchor due to the announcement that she has a brain tumor. Now, recently she underwent surgery to remove the brain tumor. Um, I don't believe that there's any uh, follow-up news on this topic yet, but it's very unfortunate. And we just like, I mean, not to compare it, but she's a fighter too. And I mean, we've seen her in the wrestling ring and what she can do and everything like that. And there's no doubt that she's going to fight through this, you know? And uh, we're just pulling for her. Yeah. And uh, similarly, uh, Matt Capitelli, that we said last week that he underwent surgery. It was successful for brain surgery. uh, And they removed a large portion of the tumor. Which the uh, the surgery, I mean, took nine to ten hours, which is like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, they, they... some of the tumor went into part of his brainstem, so that was kind of inoperable right now. And so he, so now they're trying to figure out what the next step is. They have to find out like the pathology reports about cancerous and stuff like that, and then they have to figure out how to go about uh, removing the rest of this, uh, the portion that's close to the brainstem. So it's very. Uh, very difficult. We definitely hope we know Matt's going to pull through this as well. And I like I was just reading this. I mean, surgery took nine, ten hours. That's intense. Like on the patient and everybody around there, you know, I was thinking about that. Like imagine having to perf- like just outside of it, like imagine having to perform a surgery for nine to ten hours and have to be like, like, do they get breaks or no? No, like <laughs> there's no like. This surgeon is standing over him, and the nurse and the nurses and the help—they're uh, all standing over the patient and maintaining a steady hand, concentration, focus. Um, no, not really sitting, not sitting down, uh, standing the entire time. I would imagine, like, just a, a lot of work, uh, nine to ten hours. That's that's an intense surgery, but. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, but Matt is a fighter, and we know that he'll get through this as well. Yeah. Um, TV Guide, TV Guide, yeah. So we spoke about Impact Wrestling earlier, or Global Force, but apparently TV Guide spoiled the main event for Slammiversary. 
I guess they have all the descriptions of upcoming TV events. And on the description, it said Del Rio was champion. Well, El Patron celebrates his victory. Which I don't understand how, like, how do they find that out? I think they they lead into them. I think they, Impact Wrestling or whatever you want to call it, probably has to put in, like, submit their blurb. That, that, like, makes no, like, WWE's, like, blurbs would be like, oh, did Samoa Joe walk out champion? Not Samoa or Brock Lesnar celebrates a victory over Samoa Joe. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like I just don't understand why. Like, how do you not? Like, who who submits that to actually have that happen? I don't know who just doesn't think that far ahead. You know, especially if you're working in a company where it it that's a big important uh, importance of the company. You know. Yeah, it, especially it was the main event. Oh yeah, a huge main event. Well, the event was so huge that even Paige uh, may have been present at the event in the front row wearing a Duskaris shirt uh, mask. mask. Which is like that's the rumor that someone like zoomed in on her pass or whatever, and it says um, Soraya. Yeah, on it, but like I don't know. When I zoom in on the picture, I don't see, I can't see the name. <laughs> I don't have like technology like that. So I mean, it. I mean, it most likely is real. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to doubt that it's not. But real, people you know? also said it was Del Rio's sister. Del Rio's sister. Yeah. So I have no clue. I would assume if she was Del Rio's sister, then they would be in ga- in that ring with uh, the father. Why? Or at least she's on, not, I don't know if she's a worker. I don't know, but the reason I think I would believe that it's Paige is also it wasn't on TV side. Right, yeah, that's another thing. It was off it was not on camera side, so it's not a, taking away the center of attention or anything like that. I would buy it. Yeah, and they didn't uh they didn't write Rory McAllister underneath it or Robbie. Very unfortunate. That what? That they didn't report on her being there? Yeah. No, that uh, McAllister wasn't there. Um, I I wish I had a Dos Caras mask, though. Well, you can... I have have a... I I think it's Dos Caras Jr., that being Del Rio, but... Yeah. Maybe Um, it is a Dos Caras mask. I don't know now. uh Uh-oh. Well... Uh, this week, we don't have any updates on the Colognes and their WWE status, but it should be noted that Primo did not wrestle at a WWE Live event in Texas, but Epico did. Epico teamed up with Eric Rowan to take on the Ascension and, and uh, to take, uh, team up with the Ascension to lose to Brizango and American Alpha, which is just such an awkward mess right there. I guess that's with, just like the house show, the live event thing that but they even, do. But Epico, just, Epico was also on SmackDown, and Primo was nowhere to be found. Yeah, Primo once again. Uh, so it really makes you wonder what's going on in the direction of all of this. Maybe it, maybe it was just Primo who asked for a release. But it's still that doesn't make sense because Epico has the t-shirt store. www.prowrestlingtees.com slash out America for 20% off. So that, like, it's weird that yeah. He has that, and here he is still on television. It is, but, you know, I guess we'll find out soon enough, right? Yeah. 
But um, yeah. WWE announced uh, Andrea, who we reported had a new name, uh, who's going to be in the Mae Young Classic. They're now changing her name again to yeah. to Rhea Ripley. No, no, no. Sage Beckett. Oh. Yeah, Sage Wait. Beckett. So, and there's also oh, the, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Ripley is the new is, person. Yeah, she's the new wrestler from Australia that they just added to the Mae Young Classic. Uh, Andrea, 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 Andrea. That's like my my Andrea is Sage Beckett. My friend's girlfriend or fiance has that name, uh-huh. and, and like years ago, he used to call her Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. And yeah, it's the same the- same exact spelling, and then like as it progressed, it just became Andrea, and like she would correct it as Andrea. So, like, he would call her Andrea, but it was Andrea. That's confusing. Yeah. I know when when I went to camp when I was younger, there was an, uh, an Andrea was who a, spelled it that way. Yeah, so, like, it, it could be it could be either, either one, but... Yeah, yeah, so I guess she'll be going as Sage Beckett, and then Rhea yeah. Ripley is a new addition to the Mae Young Classic. Which got yeah, a, a new a new logo, by the way. Yeah, I, I like the logo a lot. Yeah, it's like it, it looks like an award almost, like like a. I thought. I mean, it looks it looks like it's a woman. Is it? Yeah, definitely, it's a woman. Uh, the logo. Is yeah, it? look at the character uh, character caricature of it. Uh, the shape of it. It's a woman's body. Um. Uh, yeah, it's woman's body, but who knows? Maybe it's one of those things where I see one thing, you see the other. I mean, it looks like a butterfly to me. I don't know. No, I, saw... I mean, yeah, I guess it does look like a woman. Like, like I mean, the it's still, in the same. I don't know, man. In the same, like, I don't know. I guess like that's where they're probably going with it. But yeah, I think they nailed it. Uh, I like it. I mean, I don't dislike it. I like the logo just as. As far as you saying it's an actual woman, like yeah, that's what I see. But uh, I, see, yeah. I see Jushin Liger's mask, honestly. So, or no, <laughs> well, not Jushin Liger, Psychosis. I think. Well, this week to change the topic, uh, Gail Kim she announced that she's going to be retiring at the end of the year. Um, I'm not too sure when her last match was. Uh, Velvet Sky also announced that she's going to be stepping away from pro wrestling to pursue college over at Post University. So Wait, is that congratulations here? to her on that. That's here, huh? no? Isn't that here? No, I don't think that's here. Is it? I don't know. I thought Post. CW Post. Oh. Is CW Post Post? I don't, I don't know. know. That's what I call it. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Now I don't know. Post, post Law School. That's in yeah. Queens or something, I thought. Yeah, I think that there's one of Queens. Which I guess that would make sense since Bubba Ray or Bully Ray works for um, that show on Sirius. I'm not too sure. Um, the, well, whatever it is, the I don't know what it's called. The radio show, the wrestling radio show. All right, the wrestling. The one, that, the one that's show. not the Taz show because he's on CBS Radio. Hmm. Interesting. Well, something else that's interesting are these indie results that took place. On the first, Ace Heatwave in Wallington, New Jersey. Ace Tag Team titles on the line. Jorge Santi and Steve Pena 
the champion successfully defended against the the Duke boys. It says it says post is in Connecticut. There you go. Now I have no idea what I'm thinking of. Interesting. Pace. <laughs> oh yes, you're right. I'm thinking of Pace. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Pace Law School? Pace is in Queens, right? That's in the city, Pace I believe. Pace University is in New York, New York. Yeah. Uh, Damn, that's a good call. Why is she going to school in Connecticut? I don't know. What post, else is in Connecticut? Post University since 1890. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Let's see. It's in Waterbury, Connecticut. What's the difference from what's the time I don't that know. to uh, WWE headquarters? I don't know. But uh, you, you also had the ace fight for flight championship defended in a three-way match. Uh, the champion Sebastian Cage defeated Azriel and Dickie Moon. And the ace heavyweight title was on the line. Dan Muff successfully defended against Vince Steele. Vince Steele, you good there, bro? Vince Steele. Nope, just a hiccup. On <laughs> the 1st of July, progress taking place in Germany, the country. Non-title <laughs> match took place. Pete Dunne defeated David Starr. Progress, women's title, uh, number one contendership on the line. Laura DiMatteo defeated Ginny. They also, by the way, that I think this past weekend, what, was it this weekend that they had the Israel show? That, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but the Progress Atlas Championship number one contendership was on the line. Walter defeated Mike Bird. Yeah, you also had Jimmy Havoc. Teaming up, uh, no, taking on and defeating Chuck Mambo, Jack Sexsmith, and Roy Johnson. And for the Progress Atlas Championship, the champion Matt Riddle defeated Jern Simmons, or probably Jern Simmons. Matt Riddle's really uh, raking up those uh, travel miles for his cards. I mean, guys have been going all over the place. A lot of these guys have. Speaking of travel miles... For the first time ever in the United States as a single-branded show on July the 1st, New Japan Pro Wrestling held their G1 special uh, in California. Yeah. You had Chaos defeating the... uh, Chaos teaming up with the Briscoe Brothers to defeat the Bullet Club. Yeah, Los... Ingobernables. Ingobernables de Japan... Uh, picked up the victory over Dragon Lee, Jushin Liger, Titan, and Volador Jr. The IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship Tournament final uh, first round match took place. Jay Lethal defeated Hangman Page. Same thing. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Juice Robinson. David Finley teamed up with Tanahashi, Jay White, and Kushida to defeat the Tempora Boys, Yoshitatsu, and Billy Gunn. IWGP Tag Team Titles on the line. War Machine defeating Gorillas of Destiny to become the new champions. The IWGP United States first round match. You had Ishii defeating Naito. And then you also had Omega defeating Michael Elgin. And for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on the line, the champion Okada successfully retaining that title against Cody. I saw people... Oh, were you going to say the same thing as me? Probably. What were you going to say? I was going to say a lot of drama after this, well, during this match and following after, where 
Kenny Omega came down to the oh, ring. was not going to say that. All right, with a white <laughs> towel, trying to convince Brandy that Cody cannot compete, that he's done, and that she should throw in the towel and fall, forfeit for him. But she denied, and then Cody got hit with the Rainmaker, and that was that. And then after this, they had to post the press conferences. Um, they had press conferences all throughout after matches. Um, during that, the Bullet Club had a little bit of altercation where Cody confronted Kenny Omega about why he tried to get Randy to throw in the towel and everything like that. But all seemed well the night after. What were you going to say? I was going to say a lot of people, uh, I think, complained or, or something happened that they were like complaints about the fact that the IWGP champion faced off against the ROH champion and like... Something with like the Ring of Honor Championship not being like worthy of that, of being mean? or of being like seen on the on the New Japan card or something. I don't know where I saw it. There was like rumors or something about how like they don't want Cody to be like he's not a main event star for Ring for New Japan or something. Wait, who says this? I Fans? I don't know where I saw it. I don't know if it was like a news site that reported or if I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying it. Something that, like that. Wait, but he so he did or he didn't have it with him? I don't know if I'm I'm assuming he did have it, but I have no idea. I think he did have it with him, and I'm a okay with him having it based on the fact that Ring Ring of Honor defends titles on New Japan Pro Wrestling events. And I don't think that there's a problem with that. That's a working relationship. They've had titles change hands at ring at I ju- uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling events. So I think it's kind of bogus that if people are having an issue with that. Yeah. Wow. Um, the next night, New Japan Pro Wrestling back at a G1 special in the USA. Tag 1, David Finley, Jushin Liger, and Kishida defeating the Tempora Boys and Yoshitatsu. They also had the IWGP United States Championship Tournament semifinal match. Kenny Omega picked up the victory over Jay Lethal. Semi-final match. Ishii defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Dragon Lee teamed up with Jay White, Juice Robinson, Titan, and Volador Jr. to defeat Los Ingobernables de Japan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bullet Club picked up the victory over a War Machine teaming up with Elgin. And then for the... IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship Tag Team Titles, uh, which was stupid of me to say championships then. The champions, the Young Bucks, defeated Rapungi Vice. Um, which, yeah. Then Trent, I, what, I don't even know what happened. Well, uh, it was pretty, pretty much their final farewell. Uh, Trent is going to be pursuing, he got, he's moving up to the heavyweight division. And that is their final match as a tag team. So they were a great tag team together. But on the other hand, it's so awesome. Yeah, because uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Rocky Romero, he just got a big, a big opportunity at New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's good to see Trent Beretta breaking off into heavyweight scene as well. I mean, there's no lack of ta- talent. We've been watching it for a long time and supporting it for a long time. Which, by so the way, really awesome. uh, what was that website? Sport Insider or something? 
I, I, Some website oh, yeah, posted like the the worst wrestlers ever from year to year, and Trent was on the list. Which like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like he was one of the most entertaining. It doesn't matter where on the card he was. He was one of the most entertaining people in WWE. The matches he had with Kurt Hawkins was they were fantastic matches. There's a reason why they put them on so often. Yeah. It wasn't because and even, it was crummy. even furthermore, outside of WWE, the stuff that he's done in New Japan and other companies, PWG and all the other things, fantastic. Yeah. Nothing but respect for him. Yeah. So, what a stupid website. Amen to that. Uh, also, the match took place, the Bullet Club teaming up all together to defeat Chaos and the Briscoe Brothers. IWGP IC title on the line. Tanahashi successfully defending against Billy Gunn. Very Which is cool awesome. team, Billy Gunn. Like, yeah. yeah. Getting getting caught lying or cheating with those those uh weightlifting competitions or whatever, body competitions. Yeah. Not weightlifting. I don't know, body Bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the I mean, not to say it's one of the best, but but this is a great opportunity for him because, yeah. look, he's back in the ring. <laughs> there was a resurgence for Billy Gunn. Like, he didn't really go away anywhere. But as far like, New Japan, would you have ever thought that? No. No, not at all. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and, sure, and, I'm and sure it, was a decent, it was a good match, too. Yeah. And I'm sure the doors always open uh, maybe further down the line for a return back to WWE to coach. No, I, I kind of hate that the one Billy Gunn kind of failed. You know, I, I always thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, great theme song as well. Oh, definitely. The main event of that show saw the IWGP United States Championship final match. Uh, first ever champion being crowned. Kenny Omega defeated Ishii. Uh, so now New Japan as well as WWE both have Canadian United States champions. But it's like when you look at as far as the as far as that title goes for New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's like obvious. Like, come on, yes, he's Canadian, but like, who else would have that title? Yeah, I especially with everything that would. I mean, come on, based, based, Omega, on, the, based on the people in it, I should say, based on the people in that championship scene. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, you're. Everyone else is like Bullet Club or a Ring of Honor guy. Well, I mean, he is a Bullet Club guy, so damn rest. Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying like all the other guys that are Ameri- that if you want to say oh, like American the United guy, States guys, okay. yeah, like that are from the U.S. Well, I mean, it was funny. I think it was Na- Naito said if he wins it, he'll throw it in the trash. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Nice, nice heel. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just an awesome uh, turnout and uh, response from the ent- entire internet and wrestling community. And it's just like, I, it just, it sucks that it was over in California. I hope with that, like the, the news about them, like getting a headquarters in California or whatever and uh, opening a dojo over there. I want to see Madison Square Garden. That's like my goal for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Is Madison Square Garden? You should tweet them. I'm not going to tweet them. They're not going to respond to me. I was surprised that you didn't actually tag them in that. By the way, what are they going to do? They're not going to retweet it. 
Maybe. I well, no, but so. maybe they'll be like, you know what? Maybe we should do that. And then when they do, they'll be like, huh, where did we get this idea from? And, and then I, they'll correct you, and then well, you're done. Even, even, so. if it, even if they do have that, I mean, Sumi retweeted me, so... So, like, they would, I assume, maybe see it somehow. I'm sure she knows a bunch of people over there. That's true. Sumi's so. awesome. So, I, I want to see I want to see it at, at New Japan. New, New Japan Pro Wrestling at Madison Square Garden, the arena, and not the theater. Yeah. Although, I mean, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with it being at the theater, but I want, I want the arena. He wants the arena. Yeah. All right. If Bellator could do it, how? Like, come on. Yeah, there's no reason why they can't do it. They can definitely do it. Um, yeah, we have some upcoming indie stuff to talk about on the 13th. Russell Pro in Allentown, New Jersey. Um, I'm gonna go from the bottom up. Freedom Fest Battle Royal is gonna be taking place, so that's gonna incorporate some of your favorite Russell Pro wrestlers in that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's really funny. Uh, Ryback will be taking on John Silver, um, which this match actually happened once before uh, on WWE pay-per-view. Um, Danny E teamed up with John Silver, right? Yep. Rob Grimes was John Silver, and he take he took on Ryback the two on one. Yeah, obviously, so obviously they lost, but that I did not even think of that. That's that's funny and that's cool. Yeah, well, Rob Grimes finally get his revenge uh, <laughs> on Ryback after all these years. Uh, job security is going to be taking on Beach Bums with Swaggle. Flip Gordon will be taking on Johnny Clash. Then you got the Wrestle Pro Championship on the line. Bobby Wayward's going to be defended against. KM himself, Kevin Matthews. Yeah, you're going to be seeing Mario Bokura, Fala, the Heavenly Bodies, Anthony Bowens, Chris Payne, Cody Rhodes will be there. Um, it's going to be at a like a, a, an outdoor festival, like a fairground or whatever. Like yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. I'm sure there's going to be tons of deep fried food that you could go out out over there and eat. Yeah, everybody loves a summer festival, a, and an outdoor fair. Which is coming, there's one coming to the Nassau Coliseum outdoors, which I don't understand how they're running events indoors for like, they have like an MMA show there. Uh Uh-huh. And on the same night, they have a fair. I don't know, like where, like, I don't even know where they're going to have a, 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 enough room for a fair, but I'm sure there is, but. Yeah. There's going to be pig racing there. It is going to be fun, fun, fun till new daddy takes your T-bird away. That's a fact. Until who? Your daddy takes your T-bird away. Oh, I thought you said New Day. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Taking place on the 14th of July in Arbor City, Florida. Shine 43. You're going to be seeing the Shine Nova Championship Tournament for the uh, the first round match. Uh, It'll be a six, what is it, a 16 women tournament? uh, Yeah, 16 women tournament. Um, they announced the matches just the other day, or earlier today. Uh, some of them, Veda Scott taking on Priscilla Kelly. Leia Vaughn will be taking on ACR. Um, you got uh, uh, Perra taking on Stormy Lee. Kiara Hogan taking on Shotzi Blackheart. Larosa Negra taking on Jordan Grace. 
Ivelisse taking on Holly Dead. Robin Reed taking on Candy uh, Cartwright. Dynamite, Dynamite Didi taking on Aria Blake. And, uh, yeah, so check check out Shine 43. Yeah. Um, now on the 14th and the 15th, this is going to be a two-day – I mean, as same thing with uh, Shine, It's just except it is – yeah, no, it's the same day. 14th and 15th for Shine. And then for this, same thing, 14th and 15th, Maryland Championship Wrestling presents the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup 17 in Joppa, Maryland. Uh, these are going to be all qualifier matches. Steve Diaz taking on Brandon Scott, Anthony Bowens, and Matt McIntosh. Uh, that's a fatal four-way? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a fatal four-way. Shaheem Ali will be taking on LSG. Maxwell Jacob Friedman taking on Joey Janela. Joe Keyes taking on Robert Locke, which is hilarious if you think about that. Keyes taking on Locke, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're former tag team partners. Uh, or maybe were, they're were just they called still tagging. Were they called Lock and Key? Yeah. Were yeah. they? No, no, no. The, the Dixon line. Dude, how are you going to have your last name be <laughs> Keys and Lock and not be called Lock and Key? I don't know. Uh, Anthony Henry taking on Josh Woods, who was the Ring of Honor prospect champion, uh, tournament winner this year. Uh, also appearing, or the following. Oh, you're not going to say it? No, he's passing it over to you. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be there. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. WWE Hall of Famer The Godfather. WWE Hall of Famer is The Rock and Roll Express. WWE Hall of Famer Papa Shango. Guess he's doing double duty there. It's awesome. What do you Which mean? is always like Godfather and Papa Shango. I don't get it. What do you mean? What do you mean? I guess, what do you mean? What do I mean? It's listed as Godfather and then it's listed yeah. as Papa Shango. Yeah, what do you mean double duty? It's Papa Shango and Godfather. No, I'm pretty sure they'll probably do each, like, one day will be Godfather, one day will be Papa Shango or something. Why? They can be I, there at the same time. No, they can't. I mean, the person <laughs> can be there. You can't be in gimmick, the same gimmick. What do you I mean, mean? You can't. He can't be there as Godfather and Shango at the same time. Wait, what are you talking about? Like Godfather when he does autograph signings these days. Yeah. Like let's say like the big event in in New York or whatever. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He'll do like half the day as Godfather and half the day as Papa Shango. Are you trying Sometimes. to tell me Papa Shango is Godfather? Yeah. No, I'm not trying to tell you that. You already know that. You huh. you already know that. You already know. Comma. And Vicky Guerrero, Guerrero, Guerrero is going to be there as well. Yes, uh, and they and just WWE Shop, by the way, just released a Throwback Thursday tee of Eddie Guerrero's "I'm Your Poppy" T-shirt. So if you yeah. want, if you never uh, had a chance to pick that up from WWE, you can pick it up now. Go get it. I unfortunately uh, also, can't also, because I'm too big. <laughs> um, also appear, appearing there is the. Maryland Championship Wrestling Champion, Sean Studd. And also two-time Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup winner, Leo Rush, who I am still I, – I love to see his success success as well. I mean, he's only two years in the business, dude. That's he, it? Two years in the business, and look what he's doing this year. Dude, that's past, nuts. It's like yeah, I, I always like – Go like, back to all of our notes. He only started appearing uh, last year. 
I mean, it's it's so crazy when like something like that happens and you get so big and it's like it's such like so deserving of it. He's such a good wrestler. Yeah, I mean, the guy he's only in been in this for two years, and someone that else that's on the same page, I think, is uh, Scarlet and Graves, uh, Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. They're both being booked all over the place, and I think they've only been in the business for two years or three years. But I don't know about that. DeLeo Rush, I definitely know he's only been around for two years. Uh, he posted about that one. I mean, it's just fantastic to see these people uh, just watching them uh, kind of grow in the business, you know? It's like, it's, I mean, the same could be said for Friedman. At, oh, yeah. And what then, was that? I mean, what was that noise? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then also like with a lot of the people that we watch at WrestlePro. Yeah. Oh, and NYWC. Yeah. And Frida Pro. So, um, all right, on the 14th, Northeast Wrestling, Future of Flight in Danbury, Connecticut. You're going to be seeing Karen Q taking on Deera. Uh, the new championship will be on the line. The champion Cody Rhodes defending that against Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet not uh, having such a... Uh... Not having such uh, great words for a certain company. Yeah, we didn't even mention Ricochet uh, appearing at the New Japan event while being under contract with uh, Lucha Underground. Very, very stunning, surprising, and awesome to see him there, you know? But, like, maybe that could just, like... Of course, it could easily be. But then, on the other hand... If he's there, and if Lucha Underground allowed him there, I cannot wait for Brian Cage to be in New Japan. I am ex- I, if that is something that I am excited to see Brian Cage appear at New Japan event. I did not know where you were going to go with that. Yeah. Uh, also appearing at this event, though, is Ryback, Jack Swagger, Adrenaline Rush, and so much more. Um, in addition to this, they're also at an event on the 15th in, uh, in Troy, New York. Good old Troy, New York. Under the Stars, I actually went to the arena where they're going to be uh, having the event the other day. Is it an arena? And, it's not a park? No, it's, no, it's a baseball park. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah, baseball park. But Stadium. it's really cool. Yeah, it's a nice – I didn't realize – Wait, what did you go there for? A game? Uh, no. Uh, me and Erica drove around. We went to Taco Bell. and I thought you don't need Taco Bell. Oh, no. I always do. Mm. I love it. But yeah, apparently this this is like pretty much like five ten minutes away from me, and I it's I never knew this. I never took advantage of this. But dude, go to the gate. Go to the gate during on the fifteenth, and just tell everybody that's walking in that you know Zack Ryder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's a really nice like little stadium. I mean, it's your typical minor league field, but it's a the Houston Houston Astros uh, minor league system. And so a lot of players that were brought up from there are currently playing in the MLB, uh, like Jose Altuve and uh, Dallas Ketchel, Kuchel, Ketchel, AJ Reed, and a bunch of others. So very, very cool about that. But taking place at this event, it's going to be Vic Delicious taking on Jeff Starr. Wrecking Ball Ligurski and Brad Hollister will be taking on Adrenaline Rush. Dijak's going to be taking on Bobby Fish. Flip Gordon will be taking on Ricochet. Vinny Marseglia taking on Rey Mysterio. For the Northeast Wrestling Championship, the champion, if he's still champion, 
Uh, Cody Rhodes will be taking on Jack Swagger. Yeah, also appearing Ryback, Mick Foley, and so much more. Um, very tempted to uh, check it out. Tempted. Um, yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, go, go support indie, indie wrestling. 100%. Now we will take a little break, and we will be right back here on Marking Out. Oh, hey, folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if you want to check out a podcast, I said if you want to check out a podcast, check out Marking Out, tough guy. Ho! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is, of course, episode number 335. Right now, we're going to talk about some sports entertainment. That being the coolest cat in the land, WWE. A live event from Tokyo that took place on the 1st of July. Um, some, Some results from that. Finn Balor took on and defeated the returning Chris Jericho. You gotta love that Chris Jericho always, always comes back for these uh, Japan events. Uh, very awesome to see, you know? Yeah. Uh, very special. Uh, Rhino and Slater teamed up to take on and defeat <laughs> O'Neal and uh, Titus O'Neal and Bo Dallas. Like, that's super <laughs> random. Yeah. Like, where was Curtis Axel? <laughs> right? They were like, oh, we booked O'Neal, but not Axel, huh? Yeah, you had Wrong guy. Enzo versus Atami ended in a no contest because Big Cass made his way out there and took both of them out. Yeah, uh, you also had Seth Rollins defeat Bray Wyatt. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship was on the line. Neville successfully retaining that title against Austin Aries? No? Yeah. How? And Tozawa. I thought Austin Aries was injured. He competed. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, if you want, you you can verify. Try to verify the event. Definitely have no way of verifying that. I got it from, uh, I think, Cage Match. But Asuka teamed up with Sasha Banks and Bailey to defeat Alexa Bliss, Nia Jackson, Emma. Uh, you had the Raw Tag Team titles on the line. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus picked up the victory over Guns and Gallows. And Roman Reigns teamed up with former Shield member Dean Ambrose to take on and defeat The Miz and Samoa Joe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so let's kick it off with some Monday Night Raw. Shall we? Mm, let's talk about it. Do it. Say it. Just say it. Just mm, do it. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, so Enzo opened the show. Uh, I thought this was a really good promo um, about big cast and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading it right now versus Austin Aries. I don't see how that's possible. I, I could swear he was injured. Neville trying to, yeah, Aries almost won after hitting the five-bar Montezawa, but Neville snuck in. This is from July 1st, 2017. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the opening segment for Monday Night Raw I thought was really well done with Enzo calling out Big Cass and everything. Basically just yeah. sets up a match for Great Balls of Fire. 
I, I like that it was the opener, too. Yeah, I definitely was not expecting that at all. Yeah, I like that they opened with him. I yeah. think that's pretty cool. And then that led into uh, uh, an interview backstage where Cash was being interviewed about his reaction on oh, yeah, what Enzo had to that. say. And Enzo blindsided Big Cass, taking him down, knocked him to the ground, and they began to brawl, had to be separated backstage. Because it's not the size of the dog, it's the, the size of the fight in the dog? In the dog, Or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh, the first match on Monday Night Raw, we saw Sasha Banks teaming up with Bayley to take on and defeat Alexa Bliss, the champion, and Nia Jax. Um, Bayley got taken out during this. She, uh, I guess, got kneed in the face by Nia Jax against the barricade. Yeah, she got pushed off the apron and then kneed to the face, but... Which, it turned the match into a handicap match, which I really thought that it was going to be like Bailey doing those Superman savior things, which yeah, would have led here. to the end of the match where Bailey does the whole, the big pump up, whatever, and somehow Sasha Banks gets involved again and wins the match, but it, it led yeah. to just uh, Sasha Banks winning on her own, so... That makes her yeah, look strong going into the pay-per-view. However, uh, I don't think she's going to win. Oh, yeah. That made her look very strong going into this match. Um, and I, th- I was a fan of it. I thought that it was good. I I was actually happy that Bailey wasn't a part of it. Um, next up, you had Cedric Alexander pick up the victory over Noam Dar uh, with Alicia Fox. Yeah, making her return. Um which even tried to get involved in the match. She got up on the ring apron, tried to distract Cedric Alexander. Uh, Noam Dar tried to get that cheap roll-up victory, and he just rolled out of it and hit the the lumbar check, which I thought was really good. Yeah. I definitely found it very entertaining. Um, Something not so entertaining was... Hold up. But it's Uh, not like... I was not entertained by it at all. But that's, that's not, they, they, they weren't putting that on the, the TV for you to be entertained by it. I want to say well, that. Let's, but you, right, no, but say what you let's, need to say. All right. Which well, I think I heard that playing today. <laughs> well, the that's media, weird. they showed a bunch of clips put together of LeVar, uh, LeVar uh, what's his ball. name? Not, oh, yeah, Ball. Uh, <laughs> I, also ball. I, I was also going to say that. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, but, yeah, so they were showing all the media outlets covering LeVar Ball this, LeVar Ball that. Hold on a second. Hold on. So they're not, A, they're not going to show anything about the apology that they put out there in yeah, WWE. At least they, I mean, they didn't mention the kid. Exactly. That, that was my number two. It was all the headlines said LeVar. LeVar oh, well, I, I didn't LeVar. mean I, I meant the, the, the non famous kid yet. Or the, the maybe soon to be famous kid. Hopefully not. The Lamello. I don't know. What about him? They like they didn't mention him, but I guess they also no. didn't mention Lonzo. Like they showed all these clips, but in all of these headlines, it was Lavar, Lavar, Lavar. Not one headline said Lonzo. Lonzo, Lonzo, on the, all of the clips that they aired on Raw, all of them said LeVar, the father of the player. Not the player who is actually the talented one. I think that that is awful. That is some Don King ripoff stuff right there. I hate that so much. 
he took the entire shine, everything, the spotlight from his son, who the only reason why they are on Monday Night Raw, why they are there, is because of his son. Not him and his big mouth. Because of his son. All of those headlines was about him. So congratulations, buddy. Um, so that led into the Miz TV segment, which, which he addressed it, right? Miss, yeah, Miz addressed it and everything and, uh, and the situation from last week. But um, Which also Ambrose led to him coming out. And he called last week's Miz TV a train wreck, which is 100% true. Very accurate. I, I, honestly, I kind of wish that they just like forgot about it and didn't mention it at all, but... Mm-hmm. They they did mention it, but uh, it also led into Heath Slater and Rhino coming out. Dean Ambrose tried to get an Intercontinental Championship match, and Heath Slater and Rhino come out, and they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've never had a shot at any title. I want an Intercontinental Championship match. And uh, which, right then and there, it's like, Six-man tag. This is going to be a six-man tag match. Yeah. Kurt Angle comes out, and Miz is like, no, I'm not I'm not taking on anybody. I'm not giving you your rematch, Dean Ambrose. Kurt Angle comes out and goes, guess what, Miz? got to take on both of them. Which I thought was going to be like Dean Ambrose versus Heath Slater versus Miz at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. With this being a six-man tag, but... It ended up being Ambrose versus Miz for the title at the pay-per-view and Slater versus uh, Miz on Monday Night Raw, which like completely blew me away that there wasn't a six-man tag. Completely blew me away that they neglected Rhino. Yeah, but Rhino <laughs> wasn't asking for a match, so... Yeah, but it was just weird for me, you know, that he was standing there and it was just like nothing. But it, it led into Miz taking on and defeating Heath Slater... But this was fun. It's not something you see every week. It's not a match you get. You don't get things like this all the time. And it was and a good match. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I, for me, it just showed that Heath Slater could have a singles championship. I think he's great on the mic. He's good in the ring. I think he was, uh, I think, I mean, history-wise, if you go back and watch him as champion in FCW, I think it's pretty solid. I'm not familiar. Yeah. But, uh... As far as the match goes, Rhino ended up getting into a fight with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, which ended up distracting Heath Slater, and Miz took advantage of that to win. Dean Ambrose ran into the ring and got caught, and then uh, Miz Taraj and Miz just beat him up. Yeah. Uh, but all next... in all, I'm super satisfied with this segment, and I wish we get, I wish we would get more things like this on Raw. I, I agree. Something else that I was very satisfied with was this next next segment with Goldust. Uh, he he debuted his he had his viewing of the Shattered Truth, which, which like last I was, week last week you wanted to see the footage from the golden camera. Yep, and yeah, I got it. Yeah, I was so happy to see that that camera was actually rolling. Just want to say though that he needs a new editor because he had the the cameramen were in the shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, wasn't wasn't uh, such a professional film, but I, I like the music that they dubbed over and stuff like that. Like, I thought it was cool. You know, I'm really happy that I hope that he does more of it. And our truth was standing there enjoying popcorn and then attacked Goldust. Yeah. 
Very entertaining segment, I thought. Uh, another entertaining segment. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Kurt Hawkins, but before that, they went back and back and forth on the mic together. But the match basically starts, and Seth Rollins hits the Annihilator. And which is, uh, I think, is a cool, cool finisher. Name? Yeah. No, no, the finisher <laughs> itself. What is it called? Oh, I just called it the Annihilator. Oh, okay. I came up with that on Monday Night Raw when somebody asked us what it should be called, and I was like, this should be called the Annihilator. Like, the, right. like the Annihilator, but like the uh-huh. Annihilator. Hmm. So, Maybe we'll stick. So, yeah, everybody, if you're listening to this, call it the Annihilator. A, the Annihilator. A-N-I-H-I-L-A-T-O-R. Annihilator. Well, the Annihilator. Yeah. And uh, after this match took place, he cut a promo on Bray Wyatt, which, uh, honestly, nobody really wins with this match. Because it's like everybody beats Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's lost to dozens of people. Yeah. And then if Bray Wyatt defeats Seth Rollins, what does that do for Rollins? Like, realistically, Bray Wyatt's going to lose. Yeah. Which, it just sucks that this is in, like, this is the thing. And it sucks even more that... The former champion, too. A former champion. Yeah. Even though Seth Rollins is, too, but still. Bray Wyatt. But three months ago, Bray Wyatt was WWE champion. Yeah. And it sucks that the match at Great Balls of Fire is not going to be, like, a Ring of Fire match or something. Yeah. really is. And then later on in the night, Bray Wyatt had a desert... Like a promo where he was walking through the desert. I, I did not really get it, but when do I ever get a Bray Wyatt promo? Yeah. They're uh, always they're always fun and entertaining to watch, but I tend <laughs> to agree with that. I get I used to agree, but now I get drawn out and tired by them. Just like just like I did with CM Punk. CM Punk I was so behind his promos and they got to a point where it was just it was just repetitive and it was draining and all yada yada yada. Um, and that's what happens. Right. Like that's the same thing, Paul Heyman. With the, like you have a catchphrase. That's yeah. like that. That's what Paul Heyman became, basically. Yeah. Was ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate. Twenty-one and one. Blah blah blah. Over and over again. But the next segment I thought was good between mm-hmm. between Joe and and Brock. I agree. They had this split screen interview. Uh, split, yeah. Well, I guess you would call it an interview. Or yeah. not even really. Not even an interview. It was just well, pro- yeah, a it promo. Was a, yeah. That they separated them so stuff wouldn't go down. But um, Joe ended up getting super pissed and went to go find Brock Lesnar. He finally gets to Brock Lesnar's dressing room, breaks in, and they they immediately hold him back, all the referees. Which I have to say, I'm very happy that they were like referees and I guess agents and stuff, and they were not. The, it wasn't the revival. Thank goodness they were listening to us. Yeah. Thank you for not using them in that spot. We appreciate it. But you could feel free to like use them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Good. Or maybe he's uh. still injured. I don't know. I maybe. Maybe his jaw. If he was injured, they, but then they wouldn't put him out there. Uh, maybe you could have maybe you could have light physical contact. Yeah. Maybe like holding back Barack Lesnar's light physical contact. I don't know. 
But up next, we saw Neville taking on Mustafa Ali. Brought him to the Neville level. Which this match really just got me hyped for Sunday. Like I, I think the match I'm most looking forward to is Neville versus Tozawa, and it's stuck on the pre-show. I would love to see Mustafa Ali as a champion. I think, I don't know, I maybe bet more promos, but in ring, I am always entertained. I am yet to not be entertained by a match of his. You just like that neckbreaker thing that he does, where he dives into the ring and for like the unnecessariness of his moves, but they but they they draw your attention. But yes, I am satisfied with Mustafa Ali in ring wise. Nah, uh, I just I still hate that the way that they debuted him and everything as a heel and then like quickly switched him. Uh huh. But. Uh, yeah, so that took place. Up next, we had Finn Balor taking on and defeating Cesaro, which um, I think this for me was the match of the night. This hmm. was I thought this was a really good match. Interesting. You had the Hardy um, Boys on commentary. Elias Sampson came out during the match and tried to distract Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. which uh, eventually he even tripped Finn Balor, which led to the Hardy Boys running down ringside, fighting with Sheamus and Samson. But I thought this was a really good match between Finn Balor and Cesaro. Yeah, I there's I agree with you. And it was just fun to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, thought, like, the, the environment, I really liked Samson coming down. I liked the Hardy Boys involvement, that they weren't involved until Samson came down. Uh, well, until Samson tripped Balor. Yeah, until, yeah, and it's Finn like I, I don't know if it's because of Finn Balor's history with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but like that's a match I could have like a hundred percent I could picture like oh yeah of course I've seen this a million times in New Japan Pro Wrestling even though we've never like that's never taken place in New mm-hmm. Japan Pro Wrestling, but like that's something I feel like we would see there. Yeah, and it was I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, the main event for Monday Night Raw taking place uh, earlier in the night. Braun Strowman wanted a match, and Roman Reigns was not there. So Angle was like, well, we'll find you a, 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 per, a, a, a an opponent. Titus O'Neil volunteered, basically, volunteer, volunteering Apollo Crews. Yeah, he was just he, like... He pumped him up. Pumped him up backstage, and he goes, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to do this. And I thought this was another enjoyable match. Braun Strowman defeated Apollo Crews, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't like, it, it wasn't just one-sided. No, I, I was surprised it, by it. It could have easily been, and at the end of the match it was, but I like that he kept like he kept hitting him with the, the, the running power slam and kept lifting him up, mm-hmm. pinned him, lift him up. I I love that moonsault that he kicked that he yeah. kicked him out of kicked him away from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, bro, that was awesome. But that uh, was like that was sick. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought it would have been cool if Kalisto like ran down to try to save Cruz, like kind of leading him to join Titus Worldwide. Mm-hmm. But I like how Titus eventually went to step in too to try to help, but he got shut down. Yeah, I do like that he stood up for uh, um, 
for Cruz. I like that he tried to get involved. It's funny because it's like here he is, like here's Apollo Cruz as like a face, and then Titus O'Neil is a heel, and then he's trying to get Cruz over to like the dark side almost, and like, oh man, you could cheat. It's fine. There's nothing like there's nothing wrong with this. And Cruz yeah. is like hesitant. He's like, no, 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 nah, I'm, I'm good. Finally joins together with Titus O'Neil. Titus still playing the heel. Cruz not so much. And then here, Titus O'Neil stepping up big time to try and save him from Braun Strowman. I think that's a pretty face move of him. I I agree. I thought that it was total face. I'm, I I think it was for the better of like his business, you know, his brand. He was standing up for his brand. Yeah. I I really liked it. And then he uh, Braun Strowman dragged Apollo Cruz all the way to an ambulance that came out, and he put he put Apollo Cruz into the ambulance and hits it to to try to like like signal drive up. away. Didn't drive off, and he, he opens up the. The driver's side door eventually, and Roman Reigns pops out. He goes, where to, Braun? No? Okay. Didn't, yeah, yeah. It doesn't hit. I thought it was funny when I tweeted it. But, yeah. but yeah, so it, Roman Reigns came out, attacked Braun Strowman, spears him off the stage through cardboard boxes, <laughs> and uh, Braun Strowman was up. Yeah, I... I what can you say? I the really main, like the segment. The, the main yeah, question. I, the main question, though, here was why? Why Roman Reigns? Why wouldn't you go help? I know you don't owe anybody anything, but why wouldn't you go try to help Apollo Cruz? What do you mean? He was in the ambulance, just sitting there doing nothing. Why wouldn't you go help somebody? Oh, gotcha. Would you Would you have liked to have seen that thing with Kalisto? If you like, he ran down to try to make the save after the, like everything that they went through. No. Because I think that Tazawa is in the story with them right now. And I'd rather see that yes, play Yes, but Tazawa is in a different division than Kalisto and and Cruz. There's your, yeah. there's your tag team. It doesn't have to be Tazawa and Cruz. It could be Cruz and Kalisto. Mm-hmm. So, that I mean, that was something that could have easily been done. Which, by the way, I saw that was another gif I saw of Trump and CNN. Really? Yeah, where they put Trump's face over Braun Strowman and they put CNN's face over Kalisto. I didn't see that. Of uh, Strowman throwing Kalisto into the dumpster. That's funny. I I didn't see that. Uh, But moving on to SmackDown taking place on the 4th of July. John Cena. Making his return. As a free agent. Um, which he said he'll be taking on the best of the best. Um, and then Rusev came out. And they did the Making whole, his return. Yeah, they did the whole USA versus, versus Bulgaria thing again. And then Cena challenged him to a flag match and Rusev basically declined. Um but it, for me, it really that like it doesn't make sense as to why John Cena is a free agent unless he's going to be like like WrestleMania's main event next year is going to be like Cena versus Lesnar or Cena versus Reigns or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's absolutely there's no reason for him to have returned as a free agent when here he is going into a, a, a I mean a, a feud with Rusev basically. 
going into a feud with a SmackDown guy. Yeah. Which we've already, we've seen like dozens of times. Oh yeah, we've seen that feud. <laughs> it's completely unnecessary and it also makes more, like it doesn't make sense for Rusev's return there either because like Rusev said, I'm not coming back to your show unless you give me a championship match or something. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Oh, I'll, I'll take a flag match. Okay. Yeah, I, I wish that they didn't put him against him because now, unfortunately, you know he's going to lose. Yeah. He's not that power power uh, wrestler that he could have been, you know? Right. But up next, oh. backstage, we saw Daniel Bryan speaking to AJ Styles and Chad Gable, uh, basically saying that he did a lot of thinking and he thought, since Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens said that he shouldn't have to face AJ Styles. He shouldn't have to face Chad Gable. He beat them already. So Daniel Bryan was like, I thought about it. And I think only one of you can face Kevin Owens. So you guys will have a match. And then the winner will go on for the opportunity to face Kevin Owens. Which led into AJ Styles defeating Chad Gable. Which, I, I thought this match was awesome. I was a fan of it. There was a I lot mean, of, like, amateur-style mat wrestling. No, yeah, it was a lot of mat wrestling, very technical at times. I, I would have liked it to go on longer. And, like, really, mm-hmm. like, put on a clinic there. For for someone who's, like, no, like AJ Styles, I like, he's not in the main event scene, but he's a main eventer. Mm-hmm. For him to go on against Jay, uh, Chad Gable, who's literally, like, left off the card almost every week. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. And that re- I thought that really helped elevate Chad Gable there. Really showed yeah. off what he could do. I thought that was really I, good. I agree. And I, I just, I, I, I just don't, I don't get why Jason Jordan wasn't there. I guess maybe because like sportsmanship or something, but like not even to have like a mention of him was, I thought was weird. Yeah. I would have liked them to have them at least have him be at ringside. Yeah. Unless you're planning on them not being together, which, which is kind of—I don't want that because then I, I always feel like it's gonna like whenever something like this happens, especially with like the the backgrounds that they have. Mm-hmm. I just like it for me. It just turns into like a Charlie Haas type of situation where he gets left and does nothing. Yeah, where like this could end up like Jason Jordan could end up being the Charlie Haas of the group. And I enjoyed Charlie Haas, but nah. most of WWE fans did not. Nah. Um, I'm not too sure. You know? But next up, you had a segment where Carmella and Ellsworth were doing their cutting promo. They were celebrating the fact that she won. Yeah. She won the Money in the Bank case twice and Naomi came out and she introduced Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan basically bans James Ellsworth from the building and he goes and if that's not enough you're also getting fined $10,000 and you're being suspended for a month and if you show up at any point in the next 30 days Carmella will be stripped of the money in the bank contract yeah which like <laughs> like now i have to worry every week about carmella losing the case again 
I went from like, oh yes, she's solidified it. She's a hundred percent. She's got the case. Now I have to hope that James Ellsworth on TV never shows up. Mm-hmm. So, I I can't see him showing up, or maybe he does. But that maybe led into Naomi defeating Lana to retain the title very quickly, like five seconds. Yeah, I don't. I, then, don't, I really I don't get why they're doing this with Lana. I don't get it either, but then after Tamina. In true making, Tamina like, fashion, yeah. Making a, I don't know if you want to call it a save. It's like she can't, well, not really a save. Naomi wasn't like beating yeah, her down or anything. Yeah, it wasn't really a save. It's like, is Tamina going to like teach Lana to wrestle or is she just going to be like a bodyguard again? Yeah. I don't know. She's. Bodyguard for Lana again, and like you just said, true to me in a fashion, because that's all they uh, can do with her. But speaking of fashion, uh, that women's championship, I think is pretty cool. I agree. I, I, I thought definitely, uh, well, when Naomi was on Talking Smack, it was like lit up like light pink. The, like the strap was like light pink. I was mm-hmm. like, well, the, the, t- the title looks pretty nice with a pink strap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I feel it. <laughs> it. I thought it looked really nice. Meh. And she said she wants to continue, like, she wants more of it to glow. She wants the background to glow and everything. Mm-hmm. Which, it's pretty cool that they did that. Yeah. Not, I, not everybody gets a custom championship. No, not everyone. But, Tommy Dreamer had one. Yeah. Bradshaw had one. I don't remember, uh, Dreamer? Yeah. Dreamer and Bradshaw both had custom um, hardcore championships. Bradshaw's had the state of Texas on it. And Tommy Dreamer's had a New York State license plate on it. I don't remember both Dreamers. Probably, I remember... Both of them probably from 2002. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's had a custom title. Obviously, John Cena's had two. Um, mm-hmm. One that stuck around became the main championship. Yeah, unfortunately. The Rock had one that was never used. It's on display at Access. Never used? Yeah, no, he never had that. It was a, It had the Brahma Bull on it. Never used that. Really? Yeah. I feel like Undertaker might have had one too that was never used, but I'm not not positive on that. Interesting. But uh, moving on with the show, Nakamura was backstage being interviewed about Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin attacked him from behind with the Money in the Bank briefcase, and then Nakamura fought him off, and they both got separated by referees. Yeah, he was just like, you want some? Come get some. Yeah. Um, Speaking yeah. of wanting some and getting some. Yeah, Wale. Uh, next he, up, he officiated a rap battle, yeah. Yeah, between the Usos and New Day. What did you think about the 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 grouping, the, the I, following? I, I didn't like... I didn't understand it or see the reason. It was just like, I get it. It's a rap battle, but that doesn't mean you have to bring out. But honestly, honestly for me, it, it made sense. But like, I, I didn't like, I didn't like that they had their own crew. Like it, to me, like it, 
at this like at the same point of me thinking that it did make sense it just like we don't know these people like it doesn't make sense but like you need people to like be like oh in a rap battle i guess i you can't just rely on the audience you need a crew which it was disappointing that Daniel Bryan wasn't in there. He addressed it on Talking Smack and said he, he, he laid down his his lines for the Usos and they were like, "Bro, you can't do it. <laughs> you can't you can't be out there representing us like that." Mm-hmm. But uh, I this I thought this was a very entertaining segment. I thought it was entertaining. The one thing that I do question is the Usos. They made a very very selective uh, comment. Towards uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah. What did you take about that? What do you mean? What did you think? What do you think about that? I think I don't know. I think it's weird when they mention stuff like that. They, yeah. I mean, they've done it in the past, also. Mm-hmm. But I, I I understand it. And I'm I mean, kind that, of okay with it. Honestly, that could still just be, like, if that was, like, written, you have Paige sitting front row at a Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. It could just be, like, a dig at her. I don't think it is, but there's always that possibility. Because WWE backstage, a bunch of the times, they do come off as childish. Uh, but the thing is, I kind of think it's... O- I go back and forth, but the part of me that's okay with it is maybe if you accept it, what took place, uh, maybe it will just go away a little bit, you know? I mean, if you don't ignore it and push it into a corner, no one has a reason to bring it up or anything because you acknowledge it. It's not any- You're not hiding it. And I think that's kind of a different way... To go about treating this situation, especially with WWE, a publicly traded company, but I, I see where they're coming with, and I'm okay with it. I have to say, uh, Wale, who I I really I only know him as a host of a wrestling party every year during WrestleMania. I thought, <sighs> like I thought, like he actually had a purpose of being there. I thought he was a good celebrity to have in this. Yeah, unlike and he didn't have anything to promote, unlike some other people that appeared exactly. on Raw. Yeah, hundred percent. And he wasn't like it wasn't like a negative appearance, like that stuff that took place on Monday Night Raw with the balls. Yeah, definitely. But it was a good segment. It got the job done. Um, and then after- they got DQ'd. The Usos got DQ'd from it for touching the the New Day. Yeah. So. Which I guess that's a rule in rap battles. I don't. I don't. I didn't know that you can't touch your opponent. Oh, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, at least I think that's the rule. Hmm. Somebody somebody wrote that to us. I, right. I've never been in. I've never been in a rap battle before. I I think did they? I think people tried to get me to be in a rap battle. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I don't, I can't just like spit fire. I, I read. You do spit fire. But like, I don't like. It's not off the top of my head. I don't like. I have to like sit there and write it. Quick go. No, I just said I have to sit there and write it. 
I can't just do it off the top of my head. All right, don't go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Aiden English do uh, a riveting performance, and then Randy Orton. Then Randy Orton. Happened. But Aiden English defeated Randy Orton. Yeah. Via disqualification, and he actually uh, he attacked Randy Orton before the match and then surprisingly controlled most of it. Yeah. I was very happy that he had offense in there, and it wasn't just a a good old Randy Orton schooling. Aside from my complaint to the fact that we're seeing Randy Orton wrestling, um, mm-hmm. it has to be like written into his contract that when Randy Orton's on the outside of the ring, the referee does not count the ten. Maybe he just he was maybe he, he just sees stuff and he was just like. I just want to stay outside of the ring and keep on playing with stuff over here, like the when table. Randy, and... When Randy Orton was outside the ring, the ref wasn't even counting. He was just like, oh, come back in the ring, get back in the ring. And then that's when that led to the DQ finish. So it's like maybe they like, like they're like, oh, we don't even need to count because it's going to lead to this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even at the pay-per-view, he didn't have the 10 count. Mm. I don't get it. But Jinder Mahal came out afterwards with the Singh brothers and... Right? Were the Singh brothers with him? Yeah. Um, what did you think of this? I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. He blame, He basically... I, I mean, like, yes, I guess, like, the heel part. I know where you're going with this, and it was off. It, I don't understand. I, was like, it awkward? The, the reason... Jinder Mahal basically said he's being treated differently because of the color of his skin. Yeah. I don't, like... I don't understand that, because... It's just like, I, mean, it's, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe that. I think it's the heel. I mean, he's been saying that for a long time, though. He's, he, that's not the first time that he said that. But even still, I'm not that big of a fan of going that route. Yeah. Really not a fan. And then Randy Orton kind of giving into it, saying like, oh, that's pretty much that's not what's happening it's because of these reasons but i don't know if that's a good route to go um next up you ended up having which i um, like it's always i always feel like with like somebody from those countries it's always stuff like that mm -hmm. it's like the only thing wwe knows how to write is because of the color of my skin because of where i come from like, yeah. the, like Davari and Muhammad Hassan. That was like the same exact thing. With, yeah. I mean, even Mustafa Ali when he first started. It was like that same gimmick. It's just... I, like, are we not past this yet? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But up next, we had an interview with Ty Dillinger by Tanae Young. Who did a really good job. <laughs> I, this was, like, this is always, like, it's like the breath of fresh air on SmackDown that I'm, like, I'm so happy that Brizongo just, like, they found their, their niche. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It was hilarious. Like, for, for that split second, I was like, oh, Renee Young is interviewing Ty Dillinger. <laughs> and then, like, I noticed, but, like... I noticed Fandango in the background working on the, the ladder. I, I didn't until 
they pretty much brought notice of it. Yeah, so I thought I thought this was a great segment. They, I they, I agree. Breeze, Breeze real they really knock it out of the park. Yeah, they do a great job. They're very entertaining. Uh, and every time that they're on television, I I can never look away. I always wanted to keep on watching whatever they have going. Yeah, it's always fun. That interview led straight into Renee Young interviewing uh, Mike and Maria Canellis, which the feed got the feed cut out here. And later on Talking Smack, they blamed it on Sami Zayn. I, I don't know if like they intended to have the feed cut out. Interesting, but that happened, and Sami Zayn knocked stuff over during this segment as well, and he like played the current Sami Zayn character. I thought this was also funny. Really? I yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was really funny. I don't know if I'm entertained by it. Like I thought it was I, funny. I'm like, I don't know. It goes along with every other. Uh, thing that's been going on with him, with his over enthusiastic uh, planning of wrestling matches, to even this bumping into whatever he bumped into, making noise to interrupt them. I don't know. I just, I would I feel just about want, it. I just want the feud to like already start. I want to see Mike wrestle. Yeah. Same here. And it's funny, Daniel Bryan asked him about his last name. He goes. Like I like I followed your career like I know you like as Mike Bennett, and then you came here and you're Mike Canellis. Why did you take her name? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that's that's what I'm. He basically said I'm progressive. That's he, awesome. He, he did more for women in WWE than or women in general than that Money in the Bank match. I think that's awesome, and he's not wrong. Yeah, but I've like I, I've been I've been pushing that since it happened. Yeah, same. I think that's awesome. Very progressive and just yeah, sick. Um, sick, bro. So, it's so sick that you take your last name. Yeah, it's totally. it's not. You really don't see that too often, though. No, someone no, I, someone I went to school with took his wife's last name. Interesting. Like, he still has his last name, but I believe he split, like... That's interesting. Yeah. But you don't really see that stuff. No, you do not. But the main event of SmackDown saw a 4th of July Independence Day Battle Royal. Um, AJ Styles won it. Yeah, he successfully defeated Ziggler. became the number one contender. Yeah, uh, in this this battle royal, it was Ziggler, Epico, Rowan, Breezango, Jordan, Sankara, Mojo, Zane, Harper, Ascension, Dillinger, and Ryder. Which uh, hype bros were working together, and then all of a sudden, Mojo tosses Ryder out. Mojo, Mojo, Which, what are you like, doing? I, I I don't understand why they do that with tag like why they do tag team spots like that. Because like even to if break it's them meant, up. yeah, but even if it's meant to build tension there, like you have a much better shot at winning if you stick with your partner. Like you just look stupid throwing your tag team well, partner that's, out. That's the logic of it. But if they're not in the even scheme for winning it, get it done early. 
And that's so stupid. But, that should have the match last week should have just been a tag team title match. Exactly. But that's the thing that I don't like is that just the other week they had a number one contendership match. The last time they wrestled, they were number one contenders. In a battle uh, royal, by the way. In a battle royal. And now they're potentially breaking up. I'm like confused by it. And why have Mojo do that to Ryder? Yeah, I don't I, I, I think I, I would love Ryder to be heel. Or at least portray a heel. I don't see the fans. I could see the fans still really cheering him on, kind of like in a Kevin Owens way, where you can still do heel tactics, but you're still going to be well liked. Like people are still going to do the woo woo woo, and when he goes for the boot and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, maybe they just think Mojo is like unlikable that that they could turn him. Maybe. But this match came down to AJ Styles, Ty Dillinger, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Ty Dillinger, I mean, he was really, he looked good in the match. It looked like as if, like, I had my fingers crossed. There were those rumors that AJ Styles was going to go on and, and, and have the match with Kevin Owens. I had my fingers crossed that it would be Ty Dillinger once it came down to them three. You know, I would love for that spot to go to him at some point. Yeah. But I think he would shine in it. Dillinger ended up getting eliminated. Uh, came down to AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Sami missed a Huluva kick. Uh, which was really, really good. Yeah, which led to him being on the outside. Tried, they did the suplex spot. Uh, AJ Styles kneed him in the face and then hit him with the Pele kick and eliminated yeah. him. Yeah, I thought that was such um, fluid motion where he missed the kick, you know? Like, he missed a kick, and he went right over so quickly, and I, I was a big fan of that. And uh, as soon as the match ended, Kevin Owens got in the ring, basically gets in AJ Styles' face, and AJ kicked him. Kevin Owens ducked out. AJ and, holding that belt. Yeah, and SmackDown ended July 4th. A year later, we still do not know who threw the pie at Kevin Owens. Mm-mm. Well... July 4th, we know the U.S. champions being represented by Kevin Owens. Yep. That hasn't changed. So, uh, in addition to... So, that is SmackDown. In addition to that, we had 205 Live, which the only thing I'm going to make mention of... I mean, you had Neville defeat Dorado, Gallagher defeat Nice, Swan defeat TJP. Swan versus TJP, by the way, was a fantastic match. Oh, yeah. It, 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 TJP was back to being like a face or whatever, mm. but um, he still dabs, so it sucks. But that was a that was a really good match. Yeah, and then with that, I was going to mention Wale Uh-oh. signed with Titus Worldwide. Yeah, he did. big signing. So, Titus Worldwide is getting just a little bit more bigger. I mean, we haven't officially signed with Titus Worldwide, but I'd like to, I, I would consider us, the, the podcast, the online yeah. listening experience of Titus Worldwide. Yep. We just have to get it in writing, and Titus has to know about this. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, he, like, knows about us. He, like, definitely does, but... <laughs> He's a fan. He's a fan. I can't say he's a fan, but like he knows. I will. He knows about it. I'm not saying that he's what he's a fan of, but he's a fan. Yeah, I mean, that's true. 
Yeah. Um, also, in addition to all that, NXT was this week. Uh, Ember Moon defeated Ruby Riot. By the way, NXT is every week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, but Ember Moon defeated Ruby Riot. Yeah, Saturday picked up the victory over Hideo Itami and Cassius Ono. Yeah, uh, what is that called again? The uh, Eric Bischoff, where you had two unlikely tag team partners. Uh, the bedroom. Oh yeah, uh, be- bed- strange, strange bedfellows match. Strange bedfellows match. But like, yeah. it's not like it's not that far off from. No, it's, it's not. I mean, it's nowhere near Strange Bedfellows. Even still, no. But even still, with Tommy being pretty much turning heel and his altercations with Ono. Yeah. Um. Next up, you had Oni Larkin defeat Danny Birch. I'm happy that they're actually using Danny Birch a lot. I'm happy they brought him back in. You could catch him. He's usually in action at I believe in wrestling, uh, over in Florida, Orlando. And then in the main event of the evening, you have the NXT title on the line. Bobby Roode successfully defending against Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong's wife was in the front row. Um, Girlfriend. Fiance? Fiance? Yeah. Um, Bobby Roode picking up the victory. So I guess this is – I'm surprised that they ended this on a taping. Well, uh, uh, yeah, a taping on a – NXT event as opposed to carrying it through to uh, SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, this could easily keep on moving forward, but I don't know. Was this the payoff already? Only but, time will tell. Yeah. It's, it's also, I mean, they had um, the fan camera. Fan was following Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre. And uh, recorded him getting attacked by Sanity. Interesting. So. Yeah. So. Um, and that is WWE stuff for now. Uh, not for but, now. Right now we're moving into the pay-per-view that's taking place yeah. this Sunday on July 9th at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. It is Great Balls of Fire. So happy that he got that theme song. Yeah, it's really cool that they got the rights from Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, very It'd be even cool. cooler if he appeared on the pay-per-view. It'd be even cooler if the entranceway was a giant jukebox. Huh. Although it'll probably just be a normal set. But here's yeah. open. Here's open. Uh, kickoff show, you're going to be seeing a match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Neville, the champion, defending that title against Akira Tozawa. Now part of Titus Worldwide, I... Do you see the title change on a, pre, I, on a pre-show? I mean, I don't know. But I, just, I hate the fact that it's on the pre-show because this, the, the, the Cruiserweight Championship match was one of the best matches at WrestleMania. Didn't even make the DVD, which pisses me off even. <laughs> I, I, don't understand. I still don't get that. Yeah, I don't understand why that's not on the DVD. I'm, I'm just going to say... Ooh, I Disrespectful. Disrespectful. I'm gonna say Neville here, though. Like that—that that could uh, be incorrect, but I, like, my, so, my somehow, whole problem is just saying Tazawa wins on a pre-show on a kickoff. I have no problem with that. It's still like no? part of the pay-per-view, even though if it's like not, I don't. You I don't know have what? A problem with that at all? How long has Neville been champion for? 
yeah, qu quite a while. I think uh, it's since, Aries may since, be back soon since the Royal Rumble. Ha, uh, because another way to book it is because after this is the next thing is SummerSlam, right? Uh, for the Raw brand. Raw. Raw. Yeah. All right, so then I'm going to go with Neville because I think that maybe Aries will be back for SummerSlam. I, they're, I mean, if he's wrestling at Japan. They better not do Neville versus Aries like four or five, whatever it is. That's just stupid. I wouldn't put it past. Um, next up, what about Rollins taking on Bray Wyatt? Um, nah, I'm going to go with to be Rollins. Rollins. Yeah, it has to be. I wish it was different. Yeah. Enzo versus Cass. <sighs> probably Cass. I mean, probably Enzo. I'm going to say Enzo. You're going to go Enzo? I'm going to go with Big Cass. Or like a no contest? Who knows? Nah, I'm going to go with Big Cass, and he's just going to display his strength and really break Enzo apart. Um, next up, ambulance match. Roman Reigns taking on Braun. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say Roman Reigns. I hate saying that. What was the rumor for uh, SummerSlam? I have no idea. You know what? I... Hmm. You're definitely stuck on Reigns? Yeah. I'm going to go with Braun. Okay. I'm going to go with Braun. For the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss defending that title against Sasha Banks. Bliss all the way. 100% I'm going with Alexa Bliss. I feel the bliss. I'm going bliss. Blissful. For the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships being defended in an Iron Man match. Uh, you got Cesaro and Sheamus, the champions, taking on the Hardy Boys. Uh, I'm going to stick with Cesaro and Sheamus. And I'm I'm looking forward to this match. I agree with you. I think that Cesaro and Sheamus are going to uh, continue to hold that championship. I can't see the Hardy Boys uh, losing. Cesaro, Sheamus. Wasn't Matt Hardy taking time off or something? They just know. had the kid. I mean, he already took time off for it. Did he? Yeah, they were off like two weeks or something after they lost the titles. That's true. All right. Um, for... I see. Yeah, I was going to give that last, but... Yeah, I see Dean now. Ambrose is in the match. <laughs> for the Intercontinental Championship, The Miz taking on Dean Ambrose. I want The Miz to win this. I hope Dean Ambrose doesn't win this. I'm going to pick The Miz to win this. I'm going to follow suit. I think that The Miz will win this. I mean, he has The, Min the Miz Trash to help him out, the social Miz casts. So I think Miz will win. I hope yeah. he will. And then for the WWE Universal Championship being defended for the first time since WrestleMania. Should have been stripped of the championship months ago. Brock Lesnar, the champion, defending that title against Samoa Joe, and obviously Brock Lesnar's winning this. Yeah, I can't pick Joe. I'm going Lesnar. 
I'm gonna go Lesnar. Wasn't Lesnar versus Braun rumor for SummerSlam? I have no idea. Me neither. I, I I don't remember, but but that's the WWE pay per view this weekend. The first ever Great Balls of Fire. Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also, go check out Thoughts on Wrestling. You can go follow that over at TOW Podcast. Good podcast over there. Go check out their website, TOWpodcast.com. Also, check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Go check out their brand spanking new website. It's awesome. We're on it. We grace it. And they are amazing. Go check them out, weeklywrestlingpodcast.com. Uh, they always post the best interviews. They're, you can find them on the Elite Podcast Network. So go check them out, weeklywrestlingpodcast.com. Also, go check out Wrestling IQ 101. Go follow them at Wrestling IQ 101, another awesome podcast that we definitely think you should check out. You can go find them on iTunes and also on WrestlingIQ101.com. Their latest episode is going to feature the one and the only, an interview with the Patriot. There you go. That's how you get festive for the 4th of July. And as always, go check out Team Awesome 418. Go like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418, because they are the best. Facebook group, period. Best for fan interaction, best wrestling site. Go check them out. Team Awesome 418 at Team Awesome 418 on Twitter. Go give them the followers because they deserve it. Well, he deserves it. Lorenzo, one man band over there, and he puts on one hell of a show. Also, go check out his book, 31 Days to Live. Go buy that on Amazon. Well worth the read. Also, Go check out Montreal Broski, good old Eric, our friend from the north, the good old weatherman, which you haven't heard from in a little bit, but we may need a little bit of a Canadian weather update. But go follow him on Twitter at MTL Broski. Also check out First Thing in the Morning, his Let's Play, youtube.com slash First Thing in the Morning Show. And you can buy his t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. They are all on sale for a little bit of time. Uh, a lot of these podcasts have uh, t-shirt shops up there, and so do we. So go support all of them. Go support us. Go buy all those t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? This is marking out Smooth Jazz. Brandon Shadow's gonna make you Red Oaks on Amazon Prime is getting the first shout out. Um, it's a TV show, I guess the the main character is a kid. He's a, an instructor, a tennis instructor at a country club. Mm-hmm. But I watched the first two seasons in in a day. I think Red Oak. What is it? Red Oak. Red Oaks. Red Oaks. Yeah. I was like soup like Paul Reiser's one of the characters in the show. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed it. There's a third season coming out. I don't know when it is. It's hopefully this year. And it's on Netflix? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, you said Amazon Prime. Yeah, I wish it would like come out before my free trial was up, but 
Mm-hmm. It's cool through because I, I got an offer for Amazon Prime and uh, I used it. I got ten dollars for free and I got a Zack Ryder action figure for a dollar. Hey, there you go. You can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. Uh, WWE Ride Alongs getting the second shout out because this past episode that aired, they had Big Show and Kurt Angle traveling together, uh, which I thought was awesome. I still want to watch that. I wish they were. I wish there were longer episodes. Do you mean like that episode or? Yeah, that that episode, like that right along with Big Show and Kurt Angle. Yeah, it was it was funny. I mean, Cesaro and Sheamus were also on it. It was the night after they. I mean, the night of them winning the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, also for them. Uh, All right, man, watch it. And then the last shout out's going to Big Brother. I'm like Big Brother. I, I've never I've never seen the show before this season, but I'm hooked. I'm, I'm absolutely hooked. Yeah, I, they have. I big... think Ra- Rachel watches that a lot. I don't know who uh, Rachel is. Chris's wife. Oh, dude, it's yeah. it's like I saw Taz tweet about it and like and talk about it on the show. I was like, I I I, I honestly I didn't even know if it was like I didn't know it was a competition show. What's the difference with Big Brother and Real uh, Real World? This uh, is, real World. This is a competition show. People get voted out of the house. I didn't. Uh-huh. I just thought it was like the real world, but like, I thought it was like a live episodes every week, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But then they have every night from twelve a.m. to three a.m. They have Big Brother After Dark, which uh-huh. I, I've been watching it since they started airing it for three hours every night. I, I don't know why. I'm, and what is it? it? It's just. I mean, honestly, Big Brother After Dark is basically just them whispering, like <laughs> conspiring against each other and stuff. But. Uh huh. So this is just a live like I'm I'm So what's the competition aspect of it? Um they have episodes of Big Brother that airs I don't know I don't really know the schedule. I think it's I think it's Sunday, Wednesday and Thursdays are live episodes. Live episodes? Yeah. Live competition huh. episodes or whatever and then like there's like somebody wins head of household and like they're safe for the week, and then they have to put people up to be eliminated. Interesting. And then there's like temptations. I guess that's new this season. But that's where Jesse Goddard's came from, right? No, Jesse Goddard's was on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, he, he didn't no, come he, from he that. Start, no, yeah, he I thought didn't. he started from there. Yeah. No, wasn't he on like a celebrity Big Brother? Or oh, was, or was it Big? Or was he on like Big no, Brother All Star? Yeah, I think no. I think he was actually on Big Brother, and that's where he got his star from. He was no one before uh, Big Brother. I could swear he was just Mister Pectel. Oh, you're right, actually. Right? Because yeah, that's why. I guess that's why Rachel knew him. Yeah. Because he was Mister Pectacular or whatever on this show. I think. Yeah. Uh. He appeared as a contestant on two seasons of the reality show Big Brother. Yeah, in the summer of 2008. He was on season 10. Yeah. He was the head of household. Or no, he was nominated then. Yeah, so back then. And then he was on the season after that, too. Yeah, he was on 10 and 11. Now they're up to 19. And then he's appeared on a few other, like, uh, made a few other appearances on Big Brother. Oh, look at that. He was on last season also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was on that. Yeah. Interesting. All right. 
There you go. So, yeah, check out Red Oaks, definitely. <laughs> uh, but now it's time for Ow. Our... is right our mark out moment of the week there's uh, a bunch of things to go with yes you could kick it off with yours yeah i mean i i marked out because of the hilarity of it uh there's a pro wrestler in virginia who's wrestling as the progressive liberal dan richards he blew up because of a dead uh i think it's deadly.com or something like that. One of uh, Deadspin, Deadspin.com, <laughs> uh, included him in an article, and he blew up after that. And yeah, I thought that was just hilarious. He comes out wearing a Hillary Clinton outfit, and just very funny. Um, and his finisher move is called the Liberal Agenda. Um, but besides that, I thought that was really funny. I marked out for that. President Trump's uh, tweet that he put out there because, come on, how how can you be a wrestling fan and not mark out a little bit when you see the president tweet out something involving WWE, pro wrestling in general? That's, come on. But also Roseanne yeah. uh, from TV fame and... Uh, legendary comedian Roseanne Barr. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm pretty sure she watched Cooking with Brandon episode five. She may have watched Cooking with Brandon episode five. <laughs> I really, I think, I think she might have. What makes you say that? Well, because I sent it to her and she like favorited it. So like, why would you fa- like? Would you yeah, favorite maybe. the tweet without watching it? Yeah, she may have uh, watched your video, but something that she also did watch was. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think her grandson uh, tweeted out a video on her account of I, them watching New Japan Pro Wrestling together. I would assume just her son. Oh, maybe it was maybe it was her son. But tweeted out a video of them watching New Japan Pro Wrestling together, just freaking out, marking out for <laughs> Kenny, Omega, saying, Kenny Omega. Saying Kenny Omega is lit. Yeah. Or no, New Japan Pro Wrestling is lit. Yeah, I think that's hilarious and just awesome, the world that we live in where, because of Twitter, <laughs> we're finding out that there's a lot more pro wrestling fans out there than we originally thought. You originally, like, growing up, you think that you're a small community and stuff, but now because of Twitter and everything, you're seeing, like, there's a lot of celebrities out there that also enjoy watching pro wrestling, and I think it's really cool. Yeah. Do you have anything that you marked I, for? I just have, before I say mine, I think Roseanne's... Like, everything for the new season is, like, starting this week. Like, the, like, writing it and everything. Oh, yeah, aren't they coming back with Roseanne? Yeah, I'm so pumped for that. I think everything begins this week. Yeah. Like, the whole production and everything, so. But, uh, mine is the fact, in WW2K18, they announced today that eight men, eight men, eight women, one ring Mm -hmm. at the same time. They're going to be having eight-man tags, eight-man ladder matches. Battle Royals can have eight people in it. Royal Rumbles can have eight people at once. In the past, it was six, right? Yeah. So it's going to – I mean, 
I don't know. Now what, you can finally have Survivor I mean, Series matches. Six six people in like ladder matches and Hell in a Cell matches are like it's like very difficult to win those sometimes. Now my but you also play it on easy. So but I mean. it's still very difficult to win those with <laughs> I, multiple people. But I'm my so whole pumped tape, for this. My whole tape back from this is I hope that this doesn't add more lag and glitches to the game. You know, because you're adding so many people, complex uh, uh, creations into the video game. I guess they and, like they dabbled with it last year with the fact that you could have um, four four people entrances, that being the Wyatt family last year. Yeah, but like you still couldn't have like if you had the Y if you did the Wyatt family in a match, you could still only do three of them. But you could also have a fourth member out there, and then you would only be able to have two people. Wait, could you do four? I don't think you could do four people. No, if you were doing a singles match, you could have all four Wyatts out there, and or four people in general, I believe. Could you have four people in general? I don't know I... if it was exclusive to the Wyatts or not, but let's say you have the Wyatt family. You have Bray Wyatt versus Kane. You would be able to have Bray, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan. You could have Kane out there. Ooh, now I don't know. I don't think you can, dude. Yeah, you know. And I don't, I don't even have the game. <laughs> I guess you couldn't have... If, if those four were out there, I guess you couldn't have had... No. Yeah, if you had the Wyatt family out there... You were able to have Kane and let's say Undertaker there as well to make to make the six, but you couldn't have like a third person out there as well with Kane and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So you were able to have the four, the three managers out there. So they kind of dabbled back then with the four man entrance and stuff. So hopefully with this eight man tag, nothing, nothing lags about the game. But I'm I just hope that there's no lag. Period with this game. I really hope that they fix all the glitches and because those glitches take a lot away from it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was reading earlier today about a lot of the additions that they have in the in the game. And they this said year. finally, finally, they're bringing back the match creator, which I think would give you back the rules and stuff of the matches mm-hmm. where you could turn. Wait, they on took that away for when they switched up to PlayStation Four. I don't think they could, like, for some reason, I don't know if they, they couldn't figure it out or something. All right. But, like, mixed tags went, th- those went out the door also on the next-gen versions. Mm-hmm. So, but, and they said they're, I think, I guess they're bringing it back, so. All Which right. Which it would be, it would like, I hope you could turn off disqualifications in that sense, but I, I you probably won't be able to. Yeah. So it'll probably be mixed tags instead of intergender, but. Whatever, mm-hmm. that's still process uh, progress. Yeah, uh, very soon we should be finding about a little bit more about uh, who's in the game and everything like that. Kurt Angle is rumored. No, not rumored. He's a hundred percent in. Confirmed. Yeah, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, but so. that's our show this week, episode number three hundred and thirty-five. Uh, Marknout.com. Check it out. ProWrestlingTees.com/slash Marknout. Use the code America. For twenty percent off, it's a whole week, a week long sale. Uh, yeah. Check us out, Facebook.com/slash Marking Out. 
Follow us on Twitter at MarkNout, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at VTTG161. Check us out, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. We wish you the... The... Best... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic...